No? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I was thinking about self-sabotage, and the last time I can really remember, like, I really shot myself in the foot, and I I know why I did it, but I, when I was doing it, I didn't, I wouldn't acknowledge that I was doing it on purpose, but, mm-hmm. and it was, so our job interview that I had, um, it was a great job, I was excited about it, I had my first interview, it went awesome, it was one of those high pressure, like, there's five people in the room, and me, and there's a lot of questions coming at me, and it still went really well, and I was happy with it, um, and they sent me off with, like, a sample project, which is pretty typical when you're um, applying for, like, a design job. And they also sent me off um, with a quiz to take, like a personality quiz to take. And it was really long. It was really in-depth. And I'd never heard of it before. And I haven't heard of it since. Um, but it came up. It was like trying to find what motivates you and what makes you act. And the, by f- I did the whole thing. And by far, the, the biggest motivator in my life is rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> it was like way ahead yeah. of everything else. And the next one was being mysterious. That was the next <laughs> motivator. It was like being, yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is, they're not, <laughs> not going to want to hire me after they see those quiz results. I should have lied on the quiz and not been so honest. Um, and then I didn't do the project. Like I d- sent it in like two days late and I did that on purpose because I didn't want to work there. Like I, and I was, it was a battle where I was like, I need more money. I don't want to take a full-time job. I want to keep doing my business and I want to have the time to like grow it and I want to grow it, but I need more money. So I had this interview and I had a good, good experience. I'm like, I could get this job. Mm-hmm. But I knew I didn't like want it, and my bank account said I should take it, but I didn't want to take it, so I kind of threw it away. And then I felt really bad about it, and I felt really like a failure, and I felt like I disappointed them, and I didn't get the job, obviously. Yeah. And uh, then later, I kind of just realized, like, oh, I did that on purpose, and it's not the way to go. It was not very like dignified of me, but it worked out great in the end. <laughs> but you followed your heart, I guess. Yeah objectively I guess it's this thing that was staring you in the face that was a good job that you a good opportunity you kind of squandered mm-hmm. but also that stuff's all perspective I don't know I feel I like want that. I, I knew I knew it was good and I knew I should want it but I didn't want it it's kind of like saying that going to college is just good for everyone to do yeah <laughs> you know for some people they can really legitimately say this isn't the right thing for me to do right now even though on paper it seems good but yeah, so you just didn't So what feel I did in the end was like I got a part-time job at yeah. a restaurant, which f- suited my, my goals so much better. Got me through that slow period. I had a part-time job, not a full-time job. I still had my days to do my business. And that was temporary. It went like six months and I could quit because I had enough business to like make up the difference. So it all worked out so much better. In yeah, the end. yeah, yeah. If I'd taken that job, I might still be working full-time in that job. And it's not what I want to do. I knew I wanted to grow my own thing. Mm-hmm. That's I really kept cool. that rebellion quiz though because it cracked me up and I'm like, I think this is really accurate. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do at all <laughs> either. Like I don't think I'm motivated by rebellion, but the second somebody's trying to micromanage me or even if I'm already doing something, then somebody comments on it in a way that makes it seem like they're, they're now telling me to do it. I want to stop doing that thing. <laughs> it's like, I was yeah. doing this before you said anything. I'm fine. I don't <laughs> need you. I was swimming laps in my parents' pool and I... Like, that was a really good workout. I was surprised how, like, I've never really done that as exercise. I always just swim very casually. But then my mom, the next day I was in the pool with my parents, and my mom said, swim laps again. That was so impressive yesterday. And I was like, are you trying to make me swim laps? I'm not going to swim laps. I'm not here for your amusement to do that. And I'm the only one who loses because, like, I didn't swim laps. I didn't get that exercise. But it's because she told me all of a sudden. I was like, nope. That was I'm your Lewin Davis moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm we not see how, here for like, your entertainment. We see how that worked out for him. Like, he's so <laughs> self-sabotaging. 
I, I loved that movie, but it terrified me. It pained me to watch it because I we talked about identified this. Yeah, with him so it. much, like yeah. getting up every day and having to make something of your day. And when you work for yourself, especially like if knowing you've got to get out there and do something, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to have rent. So it's it's kind of paralyzing. But yeah, I, yeah, it was a good movie. It did make me. It kind of hurt to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah, cool. So that was your self sabotage thing. Mm-hmm. What else can we talk about? Women's bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're that. They're out there. Um, I didn't have a good segue into that. The fat at all. Yeah, that I didn't know that was a term. The fappening. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's talk about that for a second. People are naked sometimes, yeah. and they take pictures of themselves. And if they're really famous and they're women, they have to like justify doing that, which I think is ridiculous and annoying. But I know it's a lot of it's just because they're women. Like that's why the expectations are placed on them. And even if you're not famous, I feel like all women must feel that. And again, I'm not going to pretend to know what that really feels like, but it's clear that, I don't know, there's this ownership over women's bodies a little bit and everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a, and everybody has the right to an opinion of your body and like what you should do with it, how it should look. And it's so like weird because as a guy, like you just don't, there's zero of that pressure and something's so unfair about that. You know, it's really weird growing up as a girl and growing up in um, sort of like a traditional sort of gender role um, time and place, I think, where I, the, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, and where I lived, I guess, um, because I grew up thinking really like I didn't I don't know. I grew up thinking that I did owe something to the world, like with my body. Like, I don't isn't that weird? I and I didn't realize I thought that. Um, until I got older and yeah. and sort of like confronted that and realized like oh I don't have to have a body like this or like that or wear this or wear that or I don't know and it's weird that it can get really ingrained in you and you don't even realize it's happening mm-hmm. like as a little girl and growing up it's just very strange yeah or I just remember thinking like people women would apologize for not being pretty enough or not like they would verbally apologize to someone for not having the best body or not you know what I mean and that and they feel like they should. <laughs> yeah. That's just mind-blowing. Yeah. But it's, it's, just, it's just so ingrained, or it has been, just the way we talk about women. So when it's all you talk about and the way you talk about them is that they owe, they owe the world to present themselves a certain way, it's just, yeah. At it feels work, real. It feels like it's the way it is. So at work, the radio is on a lot. And sometimes it's just on a top 40 type station. And I've been hearing the song Blurred Lines a lot. At work. Is that song on the radio still? Yeah, and I can't stand it. And I get that musically it's catchy, whatever. But there's something really weird about how there can be a mainstream song on the radio where a guy's saying things like, I know you want it and you're a good girl. And people try to domesticate you. Like, really intense stuff. But no, it doesn't phase anyone. Because it's like, yep, women... And even though some people, <laughs> even though some people might be respectful of women in one context, they think like, no, some women are supposed to be that. It's crazy. It's crazy that like it's the norm for something like something like that to be that popular, and not have enough people being like, isn't this weird? That, it's angering that it's that it is the norm. And isn't it weird that the male figures in the song who these women are supposed to aspire to be with are these like weird aggressive type people that are just only talking about doing sexual things to them and the thing that makes it okay is that they're going to give them a bunch of money. (laughs) 
it's sickening, so but weird. I honestly think that like teenage girls kind of take take that in, like take yeah. that message in, and they start to think that way. Yeah, in a little way, it's, it's, you, it's you can even see you it. Think it seems casual, but you can even see it kind of in our generation already. Like it's been happening for such a long time, and I remember growing up like with music like that being popular or it's not even, I'm not even talking about music specifically. It's like a message and all of, I feel like politics, pop culture, the way people just are that women are supposed to do like these certain things and guys are supposed to expect these certain things. And it's just really weird to me like that people can't just treat each other like people. People. But now being in my twenties and like when I meet girls, sometimes you can tell the expectations are really weird or they expect you to be either like much better or much worse than a normal person. <laughs> Cause like as a guy, it's, it's like, you're either going to be the one who's different from the normal guys who guys are just assumed to be really shallow and like jerks and really not very smart. And like the expectations are so, are so low that you're supposed to be like above and beyond or girls sometimes seem like they want you to be quote unquote assertive, which is like, treat me worse. Cause that's what I expect. You know, it's super weird, but like, that's just how it is. And I'm not judging men or women or anything like that's just how the world has become. Because I think that we have a weird disconnect between, um, I think that we like to see like male figures that, um, are noble and good and kind, like in our TVs. And then we also, <laughs> I don't know, Everyone has a sex drive and everyone has a sexual desires and they want to see that kind of represented too. But, and then, so I think women have like this fear of like men's sexuality in a little bit of a way. And we have to for safety reasons. Yeah. But I think a lot of women are also like, they don't want to date a player. They don't want to be used and tossed aside, which everyone knows that happens. And it's, I mean, it's probably not very pleasant. Um, so there's kind of like that fear of being mm-hmm. like used for your body or used for what you look like or used for what you can do for someone else. And so I think a lot of women carry that around and they carry around like a lot of suspicion. Yeah. Um, and that's what you say. Like they want you to be above that and be better than that. But then also by the same token, like some women seem to ex- just expect for men to be the other way where it's <laughs> like, like you, <laughs> they want you to ravage, like just be like, yeah, like it's, the barbarian it's and, so weird. Okay. But if yeah, you're just, it's weird. But, but I also think that applies to women too. Men think of women as, She's the kind of girl you marry, and she's the kind of girl that you. For sure, yeah, that's the nice thing I was going to talk about, like the the you way you sing about in blurred lines. So it's weird. We don't, we don't, we're not good at like putting these things together. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a dark sexual, not dark, but everyone has like a seedy sexual side, and everyone has a noble side, and it, they yeah. they coexist. There's the um the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. and there's all kinds of needs, and they're true for every person. So why is it that for some people they I don't know. I think people just pick certain parts of that hierarchy or that pyramid and they just maximize like that thing about them or they fulfill that one part of themselves. And sometimes things, okay. Sometimes things are just sad. Like, let me try to come up with a good way to explain it. Um, I was, I was in friends. Uh, I'm not going to say who I'm not going to say which group because any of these people could listen to it. And this other person I'm going to talk about, I don't know this person at all. I'm out with some friends One of them is this girl who I think is really cool and really smart and really nice. But something that she does is she acts a certain way because I think she expects guys to want her to act that certain way. And it's not always true to who she is. 
And weirdly, I see the true version of her because I'm in settings with her a lot where there's like zero pressure. Nobody's like trying to be anything. And for better or worse, I'm not one of the guys she's like trying around, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's cool. (laughs) But you get to really see people. And that's the way I think things should always be. I think men and women look at each other as men and women. But if they looked at each other as just people that all need the same stuff, the world would be way better. Like if everybody just got that, sometimes people just want to have sex. Sometimes people are looking for something real. Sometimes people want fulfillment in like one way, like in their careers. But sometimes people just want to stay at home and they want to do this other thing. Sometimes people want to travel. Sometimes they want to stay exactly where they grew up. Like people want different things. But we layer these like gender things on top of it and it gets really weird. So, okay, so this girl, we were out, we're having drinks. It's like a group of us. And she invites this guy. And I was kind of shocked and like disappointed because the guy that showed up is, I don't know. I feel like everything I'm about to say is going to sound like really judgmental or something. He's this guy. He's this guy with like a six pack and a V-neck t-shirt on and you can smell his cologne from like a mile away when he's walking up. It looks like he spent like four hours grooming his hair and it looks like he spent even more time on his teeth (laughs) and he's just talking about his job. He's just like a walking job. Like he has his money. He spends time like looking good. He's got all the stuff on paper that it seems like you would aspire to as a male worthy of a girl who like this girl I'm talking about, she's at a certain like attractiveness level where you know that she gets a lot of attention from guys, specifically guys like this. And she's thinking that this guy is like really genuine and really cool, but everything about him seems so fake to me. I'm like, he's just trying, 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 but he's trying because he's gotten signals from the female community that like, these are the things he's supposed to do It's like, you're supposed to convey that like you have money (laughs) And you're supposed to just be attractive in this very superficial way, like be handsome in ways that aren't actually kind of genuine. Because I feel like when people, when I find them attractive, like when I find girls attractive to it, it actually has very little to do with things I can list off, like physical things. It's like an essence somebody has. You can be attracted to anyone. I don't care what you say. Like it's anyone. You don't, when people say they have types, that's like a general kind of rule maybe, but you've, I've been attracted to all kinds of people, but I could tell that this girl who I think is cool and I think is trying too hard because she feels like guys want her to be a certain way. happened to invite a guy who's placing all those expectations on her and then they get really weird and they get flirty, but they keep saying they're friends and they proceed to like drink a lot. And as they get drunk, they talk about how much they like to get drunk and I'm like, this is, you're more than this. Like people are more interesting than this. And this girl is more interesting, but she's just going with the narrative. Like she is just to be really blunt. When she goes out, she's like the hot girl. So she finds like the guy who's like the conventionally hot guy and they're supposed to be together. (laughs) But let's say I don't have any feelings towards her at all. Like in that sense, like romantically, but if I did, it wouldn't be the narrative. (laughs) Like it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Because I'm not like Mr. Groomed who like talks about his job is the first thing he lists about his personality who isn't like the guy just had like no soul, you know, (laughs) but you know that like that's, and and he seemed like, and and I was the other guy at the table. So he's trying to appeal to my guy things, like whatever guys are supposed to talk about. And at one point we were talking about relationships and I was just being very open. And I was saying, I feel like I'm in a city where people aren't looking for commitments And I do want a commitment because it's the only way I know how to like love someone or how to date someone is to start kind of falling in love with them. 
and then I was joking about like Louis C.K. has this bit about women's greatest fear is that men's greatest fear is women will laugh at them and women's greatest fear is that men will kill them. <laughs> and then this guy piped up and he was like, hey, I think it's been a little bit of the opposite too. Then he pulls up this thing on his phone and shows it to me. And it's something about how five signs a girl likes you and it's listing all this stuff like she'll touch your arm, she'll la- laugh when you make jokes. And like, but the last thing on the list was she'll key your car and try to kill you. And then he gave me this look that was like, right, bro, right? And I was like, no, none of this. (laughs) Like, you just made everything worse. He just kept making things worse. I was like, you're making me sad about the world. He had that bookmarked, like, as a handy-dandy joke in his back pocket. Because what I know is happening, right, and I don't have anything I can do about this, is guys like that are going out there, and because those are, like, the conventionally, like, desirable guys, cool girls like this girl that I think is really cool it's weird for me to say, but it, she's cooler than she realizes. And like when it hits her, I hope she's like not with a person like this. She's really cool. And she's, and I feel like it's, she's somebody I could like that way, but because I've seen this other side of her, I'm like just disappointed by it, which is really judgy of me. But girls like that will morph into the girls that those guys want them to be because those are the guys that they've been told they should want and everything Only sucks. Only for a time though, because that Only for it a time. can't last. Like it can't, it can't, yeah. there's nothing to propel it. Yeah, I just you can only like get wasted and laugh about getting wasted like a few times before you're like, okay, well now what? Like people are just attracted to things and not somebody's essence, you know? Like nothing that they were doing had anything to do with their actual personality. Like that guy doesn't know anything about her. He just knows that she's some hot girl that he can get, so he's going to go for it. And she knows that he's like a guy who's quote unquote a step above other guys because he does A, B, and C for his like superficial whatever. A criteria is all wrong. Yeah. It's all wrong. But I mean, I'm hypocritical because I'm sure I've like selected people based on weirder criteria, but yeah. my things are always just like, I don't know, can I hang out and laugh with you for friends too? Like, can we just like, is there no pressure? Do we like being around each other? Really basic stuff. And I try in my own ways when I like, let's say I decide I like somebody, I start trying, but it's never trying to do, project fake things like that. You know, and everybody's just so concerned with being cool all the time and being really fake. Not everybody. (laughs) I've just seen the examples of it enough to get frustrated by it. But yeah, I don't know. So those are all my thoughts on that. It's so strange. But that when you see when you see people that aren't um, relating in any way, it is weird. If you're noticing it, if you can see it, like you can see them operating and talking and Mm -hmm. engaging each other but there's nothing happening yeah yeah she's got a lot more going on than what he because i see it yeah because there's no pressure when we interact and he might have more going on than we know although it doesn't sound like it maybe he was just trying (laughs) but yeah so it's just very strange some people go through their whole lives like that and they never like yeah crack that shell yeah, but it's it, the problem with not being vulnerable. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I've lucked out in terms of like sitting here talking to you. You understand why I'm frustrated by that, but you're also, I like how you're really hopeful in reminding me that not everybody's like that. Clearly, that's also true, but there's a lot of people, especially I think in a place like Austin, you where you meet them and they're just like that. Like that's just all they kind of are. We're in like a, a city that's known for being hip. You yeah, know, for sure. In this country, we're like, oh, Austin, so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's thing. a part of it, but everyone, people come here and they want to be cool, and they they're coming here trying to be cool, and they go out on the street trying to be cool. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know what that means exactly. It means different things to different people, but maybe people are putting on extra airs in this town, or putting on extra like layers of like, check me out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it is, but I kind of want to hold on. I'll stop. 
And I want to talk about that as another like chunk of <laughs> things. Okay. Yeah.